Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilty. I'm Tracy Mooney. And I'm Ginger Sheehy Taddeck. QuiltCon. It's one of those destination shows that is on so many quilters' bucket list. And Ginger and Vivica are going. In open studios, they will be coming to you live from the show floor, and hopefully, fingers crossed, they will be chatting with the Best in Show winner. In our Find Finishes segment, we are talking about all things organization. Welcome, Ginger. Hello. How's it going? It is great. We don't have Lori with us today. No, sadly. Sadly, she's with her family, so we can't really, you know give her too much of a hard time, right? Nope, not a, not not this time at least. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are going to QuiltCon. How do you feel? Oh my goodness, I am beyond excited. Uh, I had started all last week when I got the magazine, the latest QuiltCon magazine. Yes, it was it's sitting out. on my desk, so I feel like it's been like under my arm or in my bag or around. <laughs> Same. I am trying to like just read and and you know, know as much as I Absorb. possibly can. Exactly. Yeah, this is my first time ever going and uh, I get to spend the day with Vivica, which I am so excited. Like if you're going to be with anybody at QuiltCon, she's the one you want to be with. <laughs> totally. Uh, I got to admit, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> I've never been to QuiltCon, but I've had so many friends who go and it's you're going to have a wonderful time. Yeah, I think so too. And for me, it's just going to be a really different experience. I've been to Quilt Market a couple times, but uh, from what I understand, this is just a very, very different experience. Completely different show. Yeah. yeah. So what should I expect? Like what's, what's so different about the two? Well, it's a little smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like Market, where you have all of the quilts on display, you will have that. Mm-hmm. And you will have vendors. Um, but the biggest pull, I think, is the lectures and classes that are okay. available to you at QuiltCon. So uh, the qu- quilters and uh, instructors will be coming from all over the world to uh, teach there. So it is just an amazing experience. It's more like a destination show like Festival is, mm-hmm. like Houston um, Quilt Festival or um, Paducah. Okay. So it'll be more like that. Um, and you've got walking shoes packed oh yeah definitely i've got (laughs) got my shoes ready to go and uh, it's awesome it's in austin i love austin i've definitely been there a bunch of times so it's a really fun fun town to to be doing this in Mm -hmm. and uh and to have it be you know a modern themed festival like to me that that's awesome because it's going to be very cool yeah yeah and i just uh i love like it just seems like it's got such a cool energy about it too because everything seems so avant-garde and like it it just really does and I don't know. There's just something about that that I'm really jazzed to, to well, get. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's such a modern show. Um, it is going to be, you know, in some ways different from what mm-hmm. you've seen at market. In other ways, it'll be you'll see you've already seen some of you know similar designers and their quilts at market so it'll just be so much fun I think yeah and uh, I'm looking forward to just you know we're gonna be Vivek and I we're we're gonna be working uh, you know so I don't know that I'll get to play too much but uh, but luckily my my work is a lot of fun so mm-hmm. but uh, so we're gonna be trying to gather up as much content as possible looking for different trends um, you know we're definitely gonna be checking out all the special exhibits I know there's an Amish quilt one there that that Vivica just she won't stop raving about it so I'm really excited <laughs> to it. kind of see that through her 
her eyes, you yes. know, because I feel like she just points out so many things that I am like, oh, yeah, that's pretty. Whereas she'll go into this deep dive about, you know, one little aspect. And I'm like, oh, wow, I never looked at it like that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could have a better person to go with. And, and I'm all of a sudden realizing that, you know, I, I we probably should explain to our listeners that we're recording this right before you go. Yes. Um, so usually we record a few days before the episode launches so that it can be, you know, proofed and edited and, you know, made as perfect as possible that we can do. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And then we launch the podcast. In yeah. this episode, what is happening is... Ginger and I are doing the opening and then the rest of the show comes to you, you know, once the show is happening. Yeah. So I think that's going to be really, really interesting. I have like all the pressure because I have to bring the audio back with me to get edited <laughs> right away so we can like get it into and the podcast to, to launch. Drop everything and, I know. And it's it's one of those like I'm going to, I feel like the secret uh, agent or something. Right. Like I've got to like stick it into my, you know, I can't put it in my carry or my uh, checked bag. I got to put it in my carry right. on and like make sure I don't lose it. Like, all yeah. pressure is on you. I know. It's true. So it's, it's a little scary. What <laughs> we said was we were hoping to get the, the best in show yes. winner. Yes. What's the caveat? Well, if we don't get the best in, and it's all a matter of because we don't, nobody knows who's going to win yet. Right. So if or that, if they're going to be there. Right, exactly. So if that person wins and they don't happen to be there, then we do have some judges that are lined up that we could potentially talk to to go over the quilt and why it's a winner and all that That's good stuff. That's great. Can you find out tips for our listeners about, about you know, what they look for in, oh, in, show, in quilts that get accepted? Because this is a pretty exclusive show. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm curious myself, so I'm sure we'll ask her, um, you know, or ask them, you know, what what does it take? What are you know, what are they looking for? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll be very curious to find out, because to me, whenever I see anything at these festivals, they all look like winners to me. Like, honestly, (laughs) I I just look at them. But it is pretty amazing when you see who the final winner is, because most of them, it's pretty obvious. Like, I always think, like, usually when you find out who the winner is, Mm -hmm. most of the time, you know, oh, you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one should totally win. (laughs) So, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I still need to pack. I still need to like, oh, my God, there's so much that I need to do before I leave. But you'll be fine. I will be fine. And no matter what, I'll be there. So (laughs) excellent. All right. Well, let's go to QuiltCon. Hello, everyone. It's Vivica again. We're at QuiltCon. And I am so thrilled to be here with the Best in Show winner, Peter Byrne. Peter, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Peter. So am I. This is day two of QuiltCon. Yes. And I can only imagine the excitement that you must have felt in winning Best in Show. It's unbelievable. Yes. Are, are your feet touching the ground yet? Uh, no, I'm still stuck up on the ceiling, I think. Yeah. I can imagine. Yes, but, yes. you know, so the interesting thing is you didn't win one large award. You won two large awards. I doubled up. I, you doubled. It's phenomenal. Yes. 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 But let's talk about the sure. star of the show first. Yeah, yeah. Your quilt is unique and really an amazing piece. This Thank quilt you. is called, it is called Starring You. Yes. It is a beautiful quilt and it almost looks like it's a whole cloth quilt if you're standing far back, but it's really not. Tell yeah. me about this quilt. So it's almost a whole cloth quilt. I have one seam going down the center mm-hmm. and I chose applique to put the large star in the middle and mm-hmm. applique for the, the star burst coming out from the middle. Right. My favorite part of quilting is the quilting aspect of quilting. Mm-hmm. So when I was designing Star and You, it was all about what can I do with the negative space around the star? Mm-hmm. And that's how it started. 
Right. Yeah. So, so the quilt is basically, um, is it a six-pointed star? I can't remember. So it was an eight-pointed eight star. Eight-pointed star. Yeah. But there are I, only six points visible. Five. Five. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's I can't okay. count. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so there's five stars. The other three large diamond sections that I made, I cut up into 90 pieces mm -hmm. and used turned edge applique with those pieces to make the starburst. All by hand. Um, all done with machine. With machine? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes. Turned in with edge with machine. Exactly. Yes. yes. So all of the quilting on Star and You is done by machine. Mm -hmm. There's no handwork on it. It is a stunning quilt. It is Thank absolutely you. stunning. And the quilting is beautiful. Now tell me about your quilting journey. Yes. How did you become this amazing quilter? Well, I've always done arts and crafts all of mm -hmm. my life. Um, Professionally, I was a hairstylist for 30 years before I retired, mm -hmm. so I was used to working with my hands and working with design. Um, I always wanted to sew, so when I retired, I bought a small machine mm -hmm. and started making quilts. And when was this? That was in 2009. Shoot me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. So for many years, I made mm -hmm. quilts for all of my friends and family. Mm -hmm. and. When I had all that done, I thought maybe I'll start quilting for myself. Mm -hmm. So I joined the Toronto Modern Quilting Guild at the beginning of 2017. Mm -hmm. And when I joined that guild, I had never quilted a quilt before. So you'd never done the actual stitching on top? You'd That's only correct. made the quilt tops? Quilt tops, yes. In 2019? Yes. Uh, 2017. 17, okay. Yes. Well, that does make me feel better okay. that you did have two years of practice. Yes. You're your stitching is amazing. Thank you. The second big award that you won, or I should say, did come first on Wednesday night. That was best in best frameless yes. for your quilt cityscapes, yes, and that's right. a stunning quilt too. Thank you. So you know, it's almost night and day. They're they're standing next to one another yes. at the um, at the entrance of the quilt con show, yes. and of course we've got best of show in the center, which is mostly white, cream colored with the black, very stunning quilting right. on it, and then the best frameless next to it, which is deep, deep blue. Right, yes. right. So, so how did you compose that quilt? Right, with, um, with Cityscape, I, I live downtown Toronto in mm -hmm. a high rise, and I have a beautiful view of the city. So that was my inspiration to start creating Cityscape. Mm -hmm. What I did to start that quilt was I cut strip piecing uh, two and a half inches wide, and I sewed together a king-size quilt top. Mm -hmm. From there, I cut that down into strips. I'm just saying, it's not king size. Yes. Yeah. So I cut that down into strips, and mm -hmm. that was my material that I could use to start to create cityscape. Mm -hmm. So there are sort of like twinkling lights in the windows. Yeah. And is this all pieced? Is there any applique in it? Yeah, so the, the quilt itself is pieced, mm -hmm. and the uh, bright lights, the orange and the yellow, mm -hmm. are uh, fusible web applique mm -hmm. and they were they were put down to represent lights at nighttime. Mm -hmm. So when you look out at the sky in the evening you have these twinkling lights they do twinkle. They twinkle. And on the quilt they really do jump. So, yeah they do. Yeah. And some of your stitching over those uh, windows too sort of made it look like you know sometimes when I would put together a quilt like that I might leave all of the same yellows. But what yes. I notice is that the stitching changes the value of them and it changes the color slightly so you're adding some transparency over the window yes. and changing the color a little bit. It's yes. really beautiful. Thank you so much. Really well executed. I mean, I really look closely at both of your quilts. They're just 
They're stunning. Thank you. So I, I love showing my quilts, mm -hmm. and part of showing my quilt is definitely to turn the quilt around. Mm -hmm. um, the back of the quilt does tell another story yes. about the quilt itself. Mm -hmm. And uh, with my teaching and my students, I always make sure to let them know that when they're going to a quilt show to, if they can, view the back of the quilt as well. Mm -hmm. uh, quite often on the front of the quilt, the quilting is not as clear as mm -hmm. it is on the back. So, yeah, the back of the quilt is very important. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I usually hide my sins by putting <laughs> a, you know, a patterned piece of fabric sure, on the back. yes. So yes. sometimes that story is not, is that I am less precise than you are. Okay. <laughs> but, you know. Sure, yes. So I noticed that, um, you know, when I've come into the show several times today, you look like you're really enjoying telling the story of your totally quilts. Totally enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's really a thrill to be here. Um, just a, a phenomenal opportunity to come down to QuiltCon. Mm -hmm. It's my first time attending a QuiltCon. Wow. Uh, so to be able to stand by my quilts and uh, talk to people from around the world mm -hmm. is just such an awesome opportunity. Right. Yeah. Well, I saw you on Wednesday evening during the awards ceremony, and I saw you sort of leaning forward and leaning forward <laughs> a little bit more because I have a feeling that you knew that something big was coming. I kind of did, yes. Uh -huh. um, I did receive an email from QuiltCon saying that I was winning one award on each mm -hmm. of my quilts. And so through the award ceremony, the categories that I had put my quilts in mm -hmm. had come and gone and I didn't win anything. So it's like, okay, I wonder what's going on here. And so getting closer to the end, there was only one prize left mm -hmm. and I hadn't received my second prize yet. So I kind of knew I won Best in Show. I don't know if I could breathe. <laughs> I don't know if I could breathe if I had that realization yes, happen to I, me. Yes, I was definitely shaking a little bit <laughs> with excitement. Exactly. And when they called my name, I stood up and I started clapping for myself. <laughs> yes, well, I, I was clapping for you too. I mean, Thank just you. the total excitement of it. Yeah. There's, I think that there's something so important about being there with the winners and celebrating with the winners because this yes. is your big moment. Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. And all I can think is like this, you told me earlier that um, your quilt was the first one that you had made, you know, truly to go into a show. You it know, was. it's your first show quilt, yes. you know, in that kind of quality. Yes. And, you know, the very thought that it's February in 2020, and you yeah. have won Best in Show at QuiltCon. Yes, yes. I can't even imagine what's coming next. So can you tell me what's coming yeah, next for so you? The, I'm sure the rest of the year is going to be um, full of exciting things. Mm -hmm. um, I have developed my own workshops, and I'm teaching workshops. Mm -hmm. So I have uh, quite a few lined up for the balance of the year. So I'm really mm -hmm. looking forward to that. Mostly in Canada? Uh, so far, all in Canada. All in Canada? Yeah, mm -hmm. but if, of course, I've had some uh, new interest. I wonder why. And perhaps bringing <laughs> me down to the States. Which would be so fabulous. when that happens, I'll, I'll certainly enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And, and you were also telling me that you've developed a new kind of applique and you're calling it Hover. Yeah. So I've been working on a new approach to applique mm -hmm. and it's called Hover Quilting. Mm -hmm. And it's a form of raw edge applique, but you don't use any fusible web. Mm -hmm. So with this technique, it creates a really beautiful frayed edge, mm -hmm. which isn't something that you're seeing 
in this show. Not as not as not, much in modern quilting, but yes. you do see it more in the traditional quilting. Yes. Except a lot of it, you're right, uses the fusible web. Yeah, so mm -hmm. that, that's where this technique is different because mm -hmm. there is no fusible web that is used. Right. Um, it's a very versatile approach to quilting. Mm -hmm. You can pretty well take any pattern mm -hmm. and apply this technique to it. Um, it is new. Mm -hmm. I have just completed my fifth hover quilt. Mm -hmm. And of course, those are online on Instagram. Right. And they're on also- your, And on your website. And also available on right. my website to view. Great, yeah. great. So we're gonna share your, your um, contact information great. so people can see this and hopefully yes. put, a, put an image up on our website too. Yeah, thank you. In our you. show notes. Yeah. yeah. Peter, this has been fabulous. Oh, Thank you so much great. for being part of this yes. this fantastic show. Thrilled and to be here. I am so proud of you. Yes. Congratulations. It's my quilting dream come true. Well, isn't that wonderful? <laughs> yeah. And thank you. Today in our Fine Finishes segment, we're going to be talking about organizing your quilting supplies in studio. This month, the Quilting Daily Focus is on organizational tips. So you can go to all of our social media pages and our staff members are gonna tell you their favorite tips. So be sure to go check them out. All right, Tracy, what is you know one of your favorite tips to give people that might be looking to organize? Well, um, I'm not particularly organized. <laughs> but it, so it was kind of funny when, when they asked us to share tips that we would do. We did these like one minute videos that are getting shared on social media. Right. And so I really had to dig deep. Mm. And I, I thought at first about what one of my biggest sewing room pet peeves is. And this is something that I actually didn't get to make a video about because... I ordered the product to save me, right. and it didn't arrive in time. So, um, have you ever you ever have jelly rolls, right? Right. They look really pretty, mm. all wrapped up with that pretty little twill ribbon, I right? Know. Yeah, it's almost painful when you unroll them. And, um, oh yeah, it's incredibly painful yeah. for me. <laughs> oh. um, especially if. Um, you know, it's exciting when you're starting a project, but if you don't use all of those strips, then there's no getting those back right. in a pretty yeah. little roll. It yeah. just doesn't go. Yeah. And so, um, so what my tip was, I bought these really great, um, it's, it's a fabric strip box that you can get that Artbin makes. Oh. And what's cool about it is that you put the folded strips inside and then it's got these little plastic uh, I don't know what they're called. It's just like a little plastic thing that actually holds it down oh. um, the strip so that it if you happen to, you know, bring it with you someplace uh -huh. like, you know, you go to a retreat or something like that or guild and you want to bring that with you. If it gets jostled in the car, it actually keeps the strips down. Oh, and neat. so that was one of my tips. Nice. Can we put a link to where you got it from? Probably. The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that in I the show notes. I honestly just yeah. ordered it online. Some quilt shops um, carry them. Okay. And so they're just great. Oh, no, it sounds awesome. You had some good tips. I actually really was intrigued by your tips. Well, it's mainly because I have no space. Like, I literally, I, I do all my sewing in my bedroom right across. <laughs> you know, I have a desk that's set up. And for the longest time, I just would sew with my sewing machine on the desk. And then when I got into doing more of quilting, like just my domestic quilting, it became a real issue because I kept whacking the wall. So yeah. I invested. I just went to like Walmart or Target or one of those places and 
I got a folding table. And so every time I go to sew now, I whip out that folding table and you can hear it. It makes this very distinct like sound because when you open it up, everything slides up and it just, so I always joke like when people hear that in the house, you know, everybody's like, whoa, she's sewing or she's quilting, back <laughs> off, you know, don't bug her. Well, and it's not just any folding table. Yeah. It's like a really cool, it's not a card table. It's not square. Right. It's, it's kind of rectangular. It is. Yeah. And yeah. it folds up really compactly. Like I imagine it's like probably a tailgate. It is probably or yeah like yeah that. yeah. So. Um, but when you pulled it out, I was like, "Whoa, yeah. what is that? Yeah. That's awesome!" Because I think a lot of people, even if they have a, a a table in their sewing studio or they have you know a dedicated space, they could use that mm-hmm. to set it up next to them for either rotary mat, yeah. you know, and cutter or an ironing station, mm-hmm. which leads me to your other tip. Yeah, well, it's so fun because I the other thing I had was this. It's kind of a miniature ironing board. And uh, I, the most proud thing I am is the fact that I got that at Ikea. It was $5, and that's all I got when I was in Ikea. <laughs> I did not that spend. That is huge. Like, usually, I, I come out and I'm, <laughs> I'm broke as can be. But I was like, whoa, I'm so proud of myself. But yeah, it, it, I have a really great little system where I have the table perfectly fits my sewing machine. And then right on the other side, I have enough room to lay that down. So if I'm doing my piecing and I want to go ahead and iron real quick, I don't have to walk all the way over across right. the room because I'd have to go on the other side of my bed in order yep. to like, so that's the only other place to put my big ironing board. And so it, I feel like when I am in like full mode of just doing all my piecing and everything, it's really nice because it's all just right See. there and I can put everything in. And in what place. I like about that is that it's like an actual metal ironing board Mm -hmm. so it's got the little holes in it the only ones I've ever seen before were like particle board so it's not the same it doesn't let the air through I don't know I just I saw yours and I was like oh my gosh I need to go get that yes I'll set up my whole little station and I'll take a picture and we can share it with everybody oh I love uh, that idea I'm kind of proud of it like and it does it be I turn it into my little because I love to have like stuff on the TV I usually Hallmark channels my go-to just because I don't (laughs) have to pay attention Uh I can just let it run and you know how every show's going to end or right. every movie's going to end. Because so. the plots are kind of similar. Oh, yeah, very similar. <laughs> like, I'm almost to the point where I should be writing stuff for Hallmark now because I know every single twist and turn I and whatever's going to happen. Oh, my gosh. But my TV's right there. I've got, you know, everything just like within this little, it's almost like a little uh, uh, triangle or, a, well, you know, square area that yeah. is all right there. It sounds to me like you've got it, like, ergonomically set up. Yeah. Appropriate so that you can get everything you need within a small area. Yeah. That no. sounds perfect. Yeah. I'm trying to think what my other tip was. My other tip that I did a video on was, oh, my little totes. Yeah. So all mine involved totes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good, though, because you need yeah. those. I mean, that's the thing. I feel like my problem is I don't have a lot of those. Yeah. And I, I can't, I, I lose well, stuff all the time or I just don't like know where anything is. You don't quite have as many UFOs yeah. as I have. I have a lot of UFOs. Yes. <laughs> and so for me, having a bin to put mm-hmm. everything I need for a project in it mm-hmm. is ideal. So, yeah. and I also tend to collect fabric that I earmark for a project, so I try to keep everything separate. Even if I don't know what the quilt is, I try to keep that fabric separate so uh-huh. that I don't break into it accidentally cuz you know, I know there's you can always get more fabric, but I know. heartbreak happens I when know. you're like, "Darn it." 
<laughs> that was the perfect fabric. Yeah. But the bins that you had, they were so perfect. Like, I, I just, mm-hmm. yeah. And I don't know. I, when I'm out shopping, I feel like I need to do a better job of paying attention to stuff like that. Like, oh, that would well, be so perfect for the. But see, those. I've also, because, you know, I've worked on magazines for a long time, I have a tendency to reach out on Facebook and ask my friends, my ah. quilter friends, for their best tips. Nice. And so that's where I've accumulated things that work for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I just have to say, since Lori's not here, I thought her tip, uh, it was, I don't even know that it was more of a tip or just a really awesome thing. They had gotten a, uh, it was a roll down, what is it, like a sun? So it's like a shade for a porch. Yes. So it's 120 inches (sighs) wide. And so she's basically taken the shade, put it all the, they installed it up at the top of their ceiling. And then when she pulled it down, she put her flannel um, design wall (gasps) fabric on the the roller so that she could basically just roll the whole thing up and it's out of the way and then pull it down and she can do a whole queen size oh, quilt on it. It's brilliant. Like it's I just so brilliant. So such a great use of space. I know. And uh, oh my goodness, yeah, I have to do all my She's designing. A genius. Yeah, I have to do all my designing like <laughs> on my bed next to where everything right? is. So it's like to to have that and you know that this is why Lori is Lori, you know? Yeah, like well, leave it to she's her. She's been doing it a long time. She knows yep. what she needs. Yep, definitely. So we're all still learning from her. We <laughs> are. We are. It's all good. And all of our listeners can learn from her too because she's amazing. Yes, she is. <laughs> well, definitely please check out those uh the videos. We're gonna be posting mm-hmm. them. They were throughout the whole entire month, right? Yes. Yeah. And so if you haven't realized, um the quilting company switched over to quilting daily. So quiltingdaily.com is our new website. All of our um Social media pages have all switched over to Quilting Daily, and that's where the videos will be posted. And so you can look for them there. They're all about a minute long and super quick, and ha- and you know you get to meet all of all of our editors. Well, mm-hmm. several of our editors. Yes, and, and a good <laughs> chunk of the staff. Yes. yes, yeah. So go check those out and enjoy. And thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, thanks, and uh, happy organizing and quilting. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.